Hey everyone, I'm Jared. And I'm Chantel. Welcome to the Port Out Podcast. How are you this week? Oh, I wasn't ready How for was that your question. Um, it was. I don't know. Was. I was very confused on the days. Wednesday, I thought it was Friday. And then Thursday, I don't know what day I thought it was. I was just very confused. Yesterday felt like Saturday. Yeah. This morning I woke up and I'm like, okay. Yeah. What day is it? Yeah, it was a weird week. It was very, it was busy for me at the beginning of the week. Yes. It felt busy all week, but mostly it was all concentrated at the beginning of the week. So. I think that threw me off too. Normally we're kind of busy together or a little bit more so, but you were busy doing your own stuff multiple right. nights. Yeah, two nights. I was busy. Which is unusual. Well, not really that unusual, I guess. But maybe lately it's been more unusual. Yeah, I don't know. We've had it easy since the kids were done winter soccer where we didn't have yeah a lot of busyness. Yeah. It was good, though. So I have I have like a win for the week. Okay. But it's I feel like it's kind of a lame win. But for people that live where we live, it's a win. Okay. It's going outside without putting a jacket on that's oh, that like this is like the first week where we could do that yep. multiple times yeah we did it like this morning went for a walk at what 8 30 didn't yeah. need a jacket yeah a little chilly but so i feel like that's a win like even when like getting yeah. into the vehicle or going out for a walk and you don't have to like bundle up and get the toque and mitts in the jacket so yeah that is my win that's a good win. like it's almost may mm -hmm. at the time of recording yes and we finally can go outside without a jacket on. Yeah. So that's a win. That's good. My win, well, I have a few wins for the week. One of them is maybe at the expense of other people, but I'm a bit of a people watcher. Yes. A lot yes, bit you of are. a people watcher. I, like, I could be that old person that just sits in the mall and watches people all day. <laughs> I don't want that to be my life, but like, I would be very entertained doing so. So I like to watch out our window. And the other day we finally got some rain. It's raining. This guy pulls up with his convertible. And I don't know, the back window doesn't the exist. Top, the top was up for the convertible. Like it wasn't. Yes. So yes. you had the, the soft top on the convertible. Yes. But the back window doesn't It must exist be broken or, or something. something. Yeah. So he gets a huge duffel bag out of his trunk, plops it onto his trunk. Like this is, this duffel bag is going to cover this entire window it definitely didn't then, but he then had a better solution he, he takes it one step further he goes and grabs a wooden pallet and puts it on top of the duffel bag <laughs> which does like it's wood and then whole gaps and then wood and i don't understand what was happening i'm not sure on the logic of of that one it's like there are so many reasons why putting a pallet on the back of your car probably isn't a great idea and this is not like, <laughs> it's not like a trashed car. No. Like, it's not like it's super it fancy, but it, yeah. Uh, Obviously, the back window doesn't work. The logic of this, watching this, I was just like, what? What is he thinking? What is going through his mind right now? <laughs> like, get a tarp. Find something. There, there was surely something around that would have been better. What was in that duffel bag? Maybe well, that would have helped Something, more. pretty much anything would be better than a, a pallet. <laughs> It's like trying to catch water in a sieve. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he was yeah. doing. Except he's trying not to catch water, but... Uh, yeah. The water was going through. 
Well, I'm assuming the pallet was to make sure the duffel bag stayed there. The duffel bag was heavy. It wasn't moving. The okay. pallet was way lighter than the duffel bag. <laughs> well, then, I don't know. I got Logically, nothing. I have no idea what was going on. I got on. nothing. Um, my other win for the week is that we're done in school. I mm, declared yeah. this to be the last week of school. I have declared school's over. Yeah. And so I'm prepping for our homeschool summit that I'm organizing, the online homeschool summit for ne- next month slash this and month by the time this is... in a month from... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a month, less than a month from now. Yeah, so true. It's coming up. It's exciting. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to talk at all about the the summit for those that might be interested if they're um, homeschoolers? Yeah, so I've got, I don't remember the number, a number, a certain number unknown to me right now of homeschool moms who I've had like interactions with online that I feel like have similar homeschool styles, like fairly relaxed, minimalist I don't know. Not heavy, love like centered. Eight hours a day doing curriculum kind of homeschooling. But. Yeah, and so they're all going to talk about different topics of interest to them, and I'm excited. I'm excited to watch everybody's videos, hear their talks. Yeah, there's at least seven yeah, sessions so far, and I think probably a couple more. Yeah, I think there's eight women other than me, maybe, but I'm not sure. Okay. Cool. I don't remember. I may even make a cameo. Actually, I, yes. I probably will because I'm on the schedule. Yes, so. we're going to do a dads and homeschooling session. Yeah. Be interesting. I roped you into that. I didn't really give you a choice much. Well, I could have just said no. <laughs> you could have, but, but you didn't. <laughs> but I didn't. No, I, it'll be interesting. Like I, working full time, obviously I'm not nearly as involved mm-hmm. in the day-to-day right. homeschooling, but yeah. But you still are. Yeah. So we're gonna But I won't about talk that. about that anymore now because no, that would just spoil our session yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Don't give any spoilers yeah. away. If you are interested, it's summit.intentionalhomeschooling.com. And you can link it. Yes. I can link it. In the description. In, in the, the show description. notes. Link in the description below yeah. or the show notes, depending on where you are yeah. listening slash watching. There you go. You're getting this. Yeah. L- Slowly lingo. learning. I'm a very slow learner. Um, any other wins? Uh, well, I was binge watching some Leroy and Leroy again this week and remembering how dumb Saskatchewan signs are. You have to explain Leroy and Leroy. Yeah. So they're, well, really, I guess it's two guys. One's behind the camera, one's in front of the camera. They go by Leroy and Leroy, whether or not these are their real names. I'm guessing neither of them are named (laughs) Leroy. Um, and they started out in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, which is where they're from, just finding dumb signs and videoing things about it like i i don't even know how it started i guess that's like right up our alley with like dumb ads and dumb yes signs that make no sense yes and they're just i don't know if they started on instagram with reels or where they started but that's where i watch them and there was one one central butte saskatchewan there's a point of interest and they pan over and it is honestly just just a field and I feel like that's every point of interest that, in Saskatchewan. That is so Saskatchewan because we've driven past many of those where there's like a there's like a little, I don't know, what is it, a plinth? Uh, a little, I've never even heard that word. It's probably not the right word. Like a little thing of rocks, like, but it's right. only like two feet high and but it's this, got a tiny plaque on it. Yeah. And it's, there's maybe some historical fact, but we've never stopped because it's just a field. This didn't even have that. Oh, There was, was just, just, just the road sign that said point of interest. It was pointing. And there was nothing there. Maybe that's what's interesting. Well, then all there's of Saskatchewan is... There's lots to see. Is... There's nothing to block your view. Yeah, true enough. Okay. 
Good corner gas quote. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, and they have been, I don't know, I'm assuming they're getting paid to travel different places and do this other places. And they've come kind of around our, our place. They've done a bunch in Saskatoon that were pretty funny because it's like, oh yeah, we drive by those sites all the time and mm-hmm. they don't make sense. Yeah. But you don't think about it necessarily when you yeah. are used to the sign, right? Yeah. So if you just need a good chuckle. I don't know. They were they were briefly popular. I don't know if they're still yeah. like they kind of had a bigger reach for like a few weeks there when people were started, first, yeah. yeah, sharing about them. But yeah, I don't know. It's they faded since then. I they think. popped back up for me, and I went on a bit of a rabbit hole watching a bunch of their videos. Also, they probably have less to do in the winter because it's just snow. True. If they're hanging around here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Should we segue then? Because I wanted to talk about bad ads. Yeah. Good segue. And... <laughs> it's always a really good segue if you mention that we're going to segue. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm glad I did that right then. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, but Reka and I were watch, or looking through the Costco, what is this? Membership catalog. Um, I don't even know where the cover is. Costco, Costco Connection. Connection. Yes. And it's her favorite magazine. Yeah. I never look at it. But she was. And we were um, giggling pretty hard over some of these ads. And we'll have to we'll have to put a picture up for YouTube. It'll just give you more work to do here. Oh, yeah. Just add to the editing. Yeah. Um, my favorite here was, well, I don't know. There's two favorites. There is an inflatable hot tub that offers value and convenience. And this is supposed to be a four-person hot tub. <laughs> And I mean, if you can see the picture, yes, there are four people, but my theory is they only use models that only have torsos. Yeah, they, they definitely do not have legs. Because we have an inflatable hot tub that we use for a church for um, baptisms. And I bet you that is the same size, like a four person hot tub. And like, you're not comfortable in there with four people. Like, well, I've never been in there with three well, other people, I but just, I imagine. I just imagine. Like, no. So if you have this hot tub and we have this hot tub and we're sitting in there, let's say, we're like, oh, you know what this needs? Two more people. Yeah. Let's definitely invite them over. This won't be awkward <laughs> at all. They are sitting so close together. Like, where are the legs? Where? I don't even know if their legs could fit in there. So is it all just Photoshopped? They, they did it one at a time. They took a picture with each person in there I, once with their legs and then i kind of feel like they did because they're looking they're looking towards each other but they don't really look like they're looking at each other Mm -hmm. they're just all kind of like looking in yeah okay so there was that one now i lost my other one oh yes okay this was a good one too there's a giant inflatable lake island so it is a seven person inflatable island that is your ticket to all day lake enjoyment it features six cup holders two built-in coolers, and extra-large pillow backrests. Okay, so here's where I stopped. Because it is a seven-person inflatable island, there is a picture. There are only six people on it, one guy in the lake. But he's leaning on, on he's the He's leaning island. on it, so does that count? But there's only six cup holders. So I'm wondering if he was feeling bad because he didn't have a cup holder. Oh, wait, no, wait, where he is, it was where all the cup holders are. So what makes it... If it's an island, a floatable island, what makes it a seven person? Well, there's kind of like seven, there's like six seats. This is the part that I don't understand. Where's the seventh person? So there's six seats, but they call it a seven person island. This is your problem with it? Yes. Because you can't really call it a seven person inflatable 
island, if you're only going to have six cup holders, you're obviously only, you're maxing yourself out at six. Are those the cup holders? Right by that guy on the island there? I think so. Those are just holes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be buying an inflatable hot tub or a giant inflatable lake island anytime soon, but I got a good kick out of this. Yeah, I mean, we weren't really in the market, I guess, for for either of those, but... I mean, inflatable hot tub. Yeah, sure. But some some days seems gonna, okay. We're not going to invite people over to sit in it. No, unless they don't have any legs. <laughs> Only <laughs> legless people allowed. <laughs> yeah, that that is often because every summer you get the ads for like the pools, mm-hmm. like the kiddie pools, and like the not kiddie pools, but they're yeah. definitely actually kid pools. Yeah. But then they have always have pictures of adults in them. Yeah. It's like. They obviously Photoshop the person in there because if they were standing up, they would be the water would be up to their knees and <laughs> ankles. Yeah. Yes, good old Photoshop ads. I, I love um, the Amazon products that are badly photoshopped. Oh, like so there's so many yeah. that it's just it's so like I can't do Photoshop, and I feel like I could do a better job <laughs> of placing things. But. Yeah making it look like it was actually there when you took the picture instead of definitely not yeah so the last few weeks we've been talking about a family vision statement and so last week we went over the first part of our family vision statement which was all about loving jesus as and how we do that as a family how we model that as parents um and so today we wanted to talk about the second piece of our family vision statement Mm-hmm. The seven or second main piece. Second yeah. main piece, yeah. And so, um, mentioned last week that our church has a mission statement, kind of mini mission statement of of its own. That is, love Jesus, love people, and help people love Jesus. Yeah. And how our, without even really trying, our family mission statement kind of really fit under well under each yes. of those yep. headings, and so. Um, today's i guess main heading is love people right yeah and so we had a couple of subheadings under that that in our vision statement in our vision that, statement yeah, yeah. fell underneath her mm-hmm. yeah so being servant leaders and then being connected and and having an open communication yeah yeah so we want to break down yeah so let's talk about servant leaders servant what does that leaders. mean to you like what does it mean to be a servant leader um i think it means service but in a way that others kind of take note and want to emulate in a way um leading by serving others i don't really know how to word it yeah i was thinking kind of like yeah and that's definitely a a part of it what I was thinking and I was also thinking just about avoiding being passive I guess mm, mm-hmm. and like taking so take basically taking initiative when mm-hmm. you see see a need fill a need oh Remember what that's from it's from something I don't know what is it from insert jeopardy music it's one of the kids cartoons I don't want to insert jeopardy music that's way too difficult for me uh robots oh we just yeah. rewatched that with the yes. kids because yeah 
I was I was thinking over the hedge for some reason is where my brain was going. But yes, yeah. robots. See, I need felony. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, I actually resonate with that pretty well. Just like, if you see something that needs to be done, then the first thing is like, oh, should I do that? Thing? Yeah. Right. And sometimes the answer is no. Yes. And sometimes um, being part of, like you being a servant leader, I think is also to encourage other people who might be gifted in that area like right yeah. you see a need and maybe that's a need that you could fill yeah but there's someone else that could fill it in yes. a much better capacity i think of like maybe this is just a stereotypical i don't even know if i really know a person like this but you know you've got that idea of like the old lady teaching sunday school that doesn't want to be there but feels like if she doesn't do it no one's going to do it sure and not really being much of a benefit to the kids in the classroom because they know she doesn't want to be there and sometimes if you just step back let somebody else fill that spot somebody that maybe would like to but feels like there's not space or needs or, to be asked yeah. or i feel like there's a lot of people that yeah have, have a hard time volunteering for things and i don't know if that's out of like some kind of humility where it's like well i'm not wouldn't be very good at that or if it's just sometimes I think it's just laziness in us all that we just it's sometimes easier just to not do things. Right. Yep. But it takes for for most people, including myself, for most of my life, it, it takes people asking and you realize and like specifically asking you to do yeah. something like a specific role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it is, it's fine. But then I think the idea of, of being servant leaders is to be the one that, that sees needs and yeah. and is either, yeah, finds the right people to, to help out and, and leads as an example in serving and sometimes serving in areas that you're not particularly yes. gifted in because there is a need and yeah. it and then, just needs to be filled and no one else is filling it at the time. And then doing that with a good attitude so yes. that people don't all know that this is not an area you so want. you're not the grumpy old lady <laughs> yeah. teaching Sunday school that everyone knows you don't want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing to serve others because, I mean, we read about Jesus, like, watch it, washing the disciples' feet and being a servant. And, yeah. like, we're not even, generally, I don't think most of our churches are asking us to wash other people's feet. No. I have heard of churches where that has occurred. Yeah, I'm a little like, I don't really like my feet. I don't really want people <laughs> touching. Them. I'm also very ticklish. Yeah. They, like, I think this would end poorly. The, the person that talked about it did not recommend doing it. It was very awkward for everybody involved, which is not necessarily a bad thing to be awkward, but it just wasn't. Yeah. I'm not sure the benefits wasn't great. of that situation necessarily. But the principle of... Yes. <clears throat> you're you're not serving because it's something that you necessarily like doing it's not about you mm-hmm. basically right yep um i think sometimes so you talk about being servant leaders and i like how you said like yeah like leading kind of leading by example of your service right because i think sometimes the word leader has a really different connotation in our culture where it's like more like an authoritative yeah. like i imagine them like standing on a box yeah and like then you like do pointing that, and telling people that, what to do yeah. yeah yeah but as i think a servant leader especially like what we are to be are the people out there doing the things that people see and kind of want to emulate instead of just being told the things that they should do yeah 
yeah being aware and like to to do that you kind of need to be aware of the situation like plugged into the like using the church as an example right? right you need to be plugged in enough with the church that you know what needs to be done right yeah. like so and that's again that's avoiding that passiveness passivity i think our church is really good with that because we often say you know because we have to we rent a building mm -hmm. we have to set up all everything every sunday we have to take it down yep. and so every sunday you guys say like if you want to help set up or take down like here's the time help us after church yep. we'll show you how to do things like there's something that anybody can help with if you can carry a box you can help yeah yeah and even the idea like we don't run a lot of programs mm -hmm. uh, but it's like if you think if there's something that you want to see happen we'll help you make it happen right. right and so that's part of like enabling people to lead in the area that they are passionate about and they're right gifted with yeah because so often it's like the pastors have to do the youth ministry the children's ministry the whatever and the seniors ministry the women's ministry the men's ministry and the, like maybe you're not gifted in women's ministry so maybe the pastor shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> like it's good for people that have that on their heart to be able to help in those roles or take leadership in those areas yeah instead of everything falling it, to it spreads the the work of the church to the church mm -hmm. it's and it's not just like a top-down like i think north american church culture is a lot of like top down like the pastors slash yeah maybe board or however your church right. is structured yeah. kind of just everything they have to be doing everything right. and everyone else is just a consumer mm -hmm. and so the idea of like being servant leaders is no matter what you're like it doesn't matter if you have a official position or title or something in in any area and we're talking mostly about the church i guess at this point yeah but, but being willing to lead where you can lead and step out and serve regardless of your yeah position i guess mm -hmm. or lack of position mm -hmm. and i think it's it's not just in the church though too it's like in the home right yeah it's in the home and i think in the community yeah it's teaching your kids how to serve others yeah it's something that i would like to get better at on a regular basis in our home is not necessarily like telling a kid you got to do this for this other kid but like okay how how can you serve them this week what is something you can do for them like making them think about doing this intentionally yeah i mean they, they can do it well on the fly sometimes but it's something i want them to be thinking about now so it becomes natural when they're older yeah to do it for others yeah yeah i guess it, it, it kind of ends up coming down to just not focusing on yourself right like mm -hmm. serving others really is is shifting your perspective so that you're not just me focused but and that's that's why it's you know you love jesus mm -hmm. and then out of that flows a love for others right yeah and i think a big part of it is like with everything it's leading by example but it's it's getting your kids involved so like i said some ideas for getting them involved in serving others in the home but also like with church because we have stuff to set up our kids can help with that they can help carry things they can set up the tables that we need um and then i think about like serving in 
the broader community sense um, with fostering. They yeah. helped in many ways there. Yeah, that was, I think, a really big time of growth for, well, for all of us, really. Yeah. It's definitely a but, servant, a servant attitude needed. Yeah. Not always necessarily modeled perfectly well by no. us, but, but work in progress. Yeah. But it, it's, uh, yeah, that was, uh, definitely a stretching time. And I think it was a good time for the, the kids to learn to be servants, but also to realize the struggles that people are having outside the world yes. without us necessarily throwing them to the wolves. You know, we weren't having them work with drug addicts, but they were seeing the ramifications of yeah. what drugs can do to a family. Right. So I think it's it's a it was a safe way to teach them about things that are going on. Yeah, and give them a different perspective on on people mm -hmm. in those situations, mm -hmm. right? Like instead of just seeing like you know, a group of people of like, oh, that you know, those people yeah. that are homeless or you know addicted to things yeah. you know what's wrong with them but then mm -hmm. you start to see like individual situations and you see you see what led to that yeah. and all that and that they still have love like in the, these situations yeah. they still have love for their kids yeah they're just struggling they've yeah fallen into addiction and need our love and jesus's love and yeah mm-hmm cool uh, do you have anything else on the servant leadership side um, of things there? Just, I guess, one other thing. We kind of did talk about the idea of like, you know, you serve where it's needed, but if you know your strength, then obviously try to volunteer in that area. And yeah. I think that's something for us to teach our kids as well. Like, you know, whatever, like I said before, anyone can carry a box. But if you know you like kids, how about you help with this ministry i don't know that's just the easy one that keeps coming to my brain but like yeah. you know if you're musically gifted how about you get involved there yeah so it's just giving them those prompts and making them realize okay here's some areas i am good in maybe i can do something in that yeah and that's i think part of what we're trying to do even through homeschooling is mm -hmm. just to help them learn where they are gifted yeah and and then grow those gifts and then also work on areas that they're weaker in yeah absolutely but we're all naturally gifted at different things and i think that's a god-given yes. thing right and mm -hmm. so that doesn't mean we avoid i think we talked about this weeks ago we don't yes. avoid doing things that we're we're weak in those right. areas but we also know that we've been made by god in a specific way mm -hmm. and so we want to like embrace that and yeah. and use what he's given us for his glory yep yeah that is yeah so, yeah i think the the big things for me when i think about that are just yeah that not not just sitting on the sidelines mm -hmm. like you know you it's okay to be on the sidelines in some cases for periods of time to like mm -hmm. you know in a game if you're playing a game sometimes you're on the sidelines right but don't spend the whole game on the sidelines don't yeah you need to get off the bench sometimes and yeah. get in there. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be, I didn't want to be, I always thought like those people that played sports, but they like basically never got to play, but uh, they still got paid millions of dollars. Like seemed the, like, that seemed like a pretty good gig. Third string. Yeah. 
quarterback. Yeah. I, it might yeah, even, that, that's nailed it. Did I use the right yeah. terms? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best example. There's like quarterbacks in the NFL that basically never play. They just practice and, and they, get, they get paid a lot of money. There you go. But I think if you ask them, they probably want to be playing. Probably. Well, I mean, obviously they've enjoyed the game enough to be that get yeah. that far. But anyway, mm-hmm. don't don't be that guy that just enjoys sitting on the sidelines all the time, I guess. But if you are that guy, use your money well. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> the analogy is breaking down at some point. <laughs> yep. Okay, so then the other piece um, that was kind of under that broader topic of loving people that was part of our, our family vision was about being connected as a family and having open communication lines in the family yep. so that people are you know, feel like they can always talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And this one that I was just quickly writing down that I had thought of before, um, I think it's, especially when our kids were younger, this is something that I learned was right off the bat to start the morning with a pleasant greeting. Mm. And this is something that I... It took me a while to realize because our oldest got up really early when she was younger. And I was always like, oh, I just want a little bit more time. Yeah. And then I finally, like, it clicked, you know, like, obviously she's awake, so should make this a, a pleasant thing. And so I think just starting the day open open communication and connected like instead of being like just go back to bed leave leave me alone i want more time yeah yeah just starting out the day well is something and then now it just comes naturally now they sleep in because they're like old but uh that was that was a big thing for me when they were a little younger yeah just kind of sets the tone for the day right yeah 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 so when i think of of open communication i think of um the verse where it talks about being quick to listen Mm -hmm. and slow to speak Mm -hmm. and i think that's a a really big thing with with the connectedness and communication because i i think sometimes my tendency is like when there's a a conflict or something with the kids or there's like some kind of issue that needs to be dealt with like it's very easy to just jump in with like a harsh word for me Mm -hmm. but i'm slowly learning to slow down with the reaction i guess Uh, and the praying life book actually helped quite a bit with this for me recently we're really gonna have to uh, like dive into this book because there's a lot but but he he talks in it about like how he has learned to pray before Mm -hmm. confronting his kids if there's an issue there's like a one kid did something that was causing issues for another kid or they thought he thought they did at least and it was a very simple thing like just forgetting to clean something up or something and, and that's like oh i can so relate to that where and then it's like go clean up that thing like right that's the first reaction is just like just do what you're supposed to do and so he talked about just how praying briefly like it's not like you're you know praying for half an hour and how to deal with it it's just like you pray about that situation first and it it totally changes the reactionary tone i guess Mm -hmm. 
It's so funny because like I just barely finished that book and I don't even remember that part of the book. No. There were so many other things that stood out to me. That's apparently the part that I really needed to to hear. And I would normally put you down as a slow to speak kind of person. In most situations, yes. But I can get frustrated. Yeah. And then the slowness Mm -hmm. evaporates. I think the slow to speak, you probably, I don't know if I've I've ever mentioned this or if you've noticed this, but it's something that I've learned as we've been married because I am more of a talker than you. Mm -hmm. And so when we would meet people like at church or something and we would both introduce ourselves at the same time, people would ask a question and I would want to jump in, but I've learned to like pause, give you time because I know you... I just talk. The words just, they just come. (laughs) And you think before. So I've learned in those situations to pause, give you time to think about what you're going to say and say things first instead of just blurting out everything. And it's something I need to learn to do in other situations. But yeah, I mean, there's different personalities when it comes to that. I think I'm definitely a overthinker probably mm-hmm. and so then hopefully it's not like someone asks a question and you're you don't say anything because even though you really want to and i'm just like <laughs> the wheels are turning there, yeah for like 10 seconds no it's and it's not a long amount of time it's just i don't know my words just come out a lot faster than yours mm-hmm. okay i think i got us a little off track be connected and have open communication. Yeah, it all fits. I think a good thing is asking questions. So even like with our kids, so talking about in the home, asking them lots of questions to stay connected with their lives. Like what are they working on or whatever. And, and then also teaching them to love people by asking questions. Because it's really awkward when you're introduced to people and you try to ask them questions and, and they'll like answer them, but then they don't reciprocate. And it's like, I can't, I can't keep this conversation yeah. going by myself it's for like very a long. One-sided conversation. It feels like you're just interrogating someone. Yeah. And yeah. so I think teaching kids how to ask questions or just to ask people questions about themselves um, is a good way to love people because people like to talk about themselves. Or the, because it's, it's, in general, it's yeah. a topic they know th- yeah. things about, right? Um, and you so. do get the occasional person where you ask them a question and they just give you like a one word answer all the time, which yes. is a little challenging. Yes. But especially for someone like me, who's already bad enough at making conversations. It's like, oh man, I got to think of another question. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like 30 seconds to think of that one. Didn't you notice the blank stare? <laughs> you got to give me at least a minute. Of, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that is a good thing for us all to learn to connect more with other people by asking them questions yeah and i think it it again it shifts the focus away from ourselves right like Mm -hmm. people like talking about themselves and that's true of us too probably right and so when we start to ask learn learn to other ask other people questions it we start to like get to know them and we can love them instead of just wanting them to know who we are and love us or or serve us or make us feel better. Well, and sometimes too, asking those questions, you know, it takes 
let's say 10 questions and then all of a sudden you realize like you have this thing that's you have in common yeah like we had this a little while ago a meeting with someone where he was talking for a long time and then we went started doing some questions back and forth and we realized like oh there's actually like a big connection things that we have in common yeah and then i wish we would have known that before hearing all the other stuff right would have changed maybe just the perspective added added more to the conversation maybe earlier yeah right and so i don't think at that time we should have like grilled him on every (laughs) single thing about his life but let's let's do 50 questions each yeah. and figure out what we have in common then yes. we can have a continue our conversation there we go maybe don't do that oh, man, i thought i had <laughs> thought i had something here well it's gonna fix all my awkward silences good luck coming up with 50 questions hmm chat gpt can do it for oh, me oh that's a good one yep. yeah you gotta figure it out i don't have to think anymore i can just use that there you go just get it installed in my brain mm-hmm. seems like a bad idea cyborg here we come sure so, um, thinking on this topic, uh, I was thinking about all of the, the ways that we're supposed to love each other and we, that we see right. in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the one another's mm-hmm. that we see and, and how do we do that as a family, both like within the family and then also outward, outwardly. Right. And so like. We're called to love one another, yeah. encourage one another. I feel like that's a really big one. And I think that's been the topic of conversation a little bit in the last few months. Um, a, f- a few times, at least. I'm not, I think we might have talked about that with the, the one uh, soccer player. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was just a really encouraging kid. Mm-hmm. And like it made a, a significant impact and, and just it made me think like, oh, how do I how do I become that person yes. and how do I then yeah, train my kids to become that person that is the encourager. Yeah. Always has something positive to say. Yes. And like, yeah, a person mm-hmm. like that can stand out without like, they're not trying to stand out, but it's so rare in our society yeah. for people to encourage others. Yeah. Someone that you, you just can feel like they're on your side. Mm-hmm. Even when they're on the opposing soccer team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think about that, uh, like as a family like be- between the kids especially like it's right. and i mean they get along fairly well most of the mm-hmm. time but like it's yeah just trying to train that encouragement of like hey you did a really good job with this or, or whatever like yeah to make that like a natural part of conversation so yes. i don't think it's for a lot of people it's not really like even if you might think that inwardly you don't always necessarily say it or sometimes let's say you okay i'll use the music thing because i have zero musical talent whatsoever um instead of maybe instead of telling people like oh good job with music or like you're really gifted in that like i'm maybe secretly jealous and so i don't want to say it because i'm like resenting you Mm -hmm. for your musical ability like i think sometimes when we notice ourselves being annoyed at people it can be Mm -hmm. because we're jealous and so, maybe we should encourage them instead of yeah continuing that jealousy it's like a reveals the pride in ourselves yeah. right where it's like well and i can definitely relate to that because i often realize that like oh sometimes i think that i'm supposed to be better than everyone else at everything <laughs> even things that i don't know how to do <laughs> and like obviously i'm not and i know that but like yeah sometimes it's like oh why is that person good at that it's like well 
because they are and yeah. they've like done it for years and like and they're just better at it yeah that's okay that's good yeah and just encourage them in that but it's definitely a, a pride thing for me so yeah encouragement is a big piece um serve one another we're called to serve one another and we talked about that right. a bit mm-hmm. um but i think that's something that definitely is taught in the family like to again like you see something that needs to be done instead of just assuming someone else will do it you can do it right yeah and i think that has improved um with the kids lately and they're getting older so i mean they can do more um yeah but instead of like well it's not my turn to do that like sometimes it just gets done anyway and that's yes that's nice Mm-hmm. Um, forgive one another mm-hmm. be patient with one another Ooh. so that is one that is definitely can be a struggle I think in our house with just different personalities yeah then, like there's there's personality clashes at times mm-hmm. I'm also just really bad at being patient in general I was in the Even. middle of saying something you could have been patient and wait no I was just joking <laughs> no, words they just come <laughs> sorry go ahead no I was just never mind when there is personality clashes like i'm i'm bad at being patient with people that are similar to me never mind people that are just different yeah yeah i'm i'm the same way and that's that is something i think that is well it's they're all things that are constantly being worked on maybe Mm -hmm. maybe that one's needs a little more work sometimes i mean i feel like it has improved over the years but it's still something i'm aware of just because yeah they're the personality differences cause conflict and yeah. it's a lot of it yeah comes down to patience i think with that one and patience is such a hard one to pray for because then you know you're going to be tested <laughs> <Yeah>. and then <laughs> that's going to be hard for me yeah yeah how much do i really want to be patient i know yeah. i think i just yeah <laughs> it's hard knowing you gotta put the work in sometimes yeah. but it's worth it it is um so the one another's provoke one another to good works. Ooh, yep. I like that one. Yes. Um, and it, it kind of is a little bit along the lines of an, being an encourager as well, but um, just like, and even like servant leadership, right? It, yeah. It, it plays into it, that. You're being an example is part of it, I think. Yeah. And, and then also, yeah, to point out places that people are gifted or mm-hmm. could serve and be like, hey, you're, you're actually really good at this, or I think you would fit in really well here and yeah. we'd love to you know if you could serve in that way and part of that yeah it's again it's like knowing knowing people so you you spend enough time with them and like within the family obviously that's right. kind of a given like yeah. we spend time together so and we get to know where our kids strengths are mm-hmm. uh, which allows us to then provoke them to good works in those areas but also it's provoking in good works that are not necessarily have anything to do with skills and abilities but just like normal stuff of provoking them to be an encourager and to be patient and those kinds of things Mm -hmm. i like provoke it's like prodding them to me it seems like a little bit more like a negative thing i like my my mind goes to like provoke them to anger Mm. like it seems like a it's more like an in, encourage them, yeah. but it, it's it's like it's push ne- them off the cliff. It's a little more forceful because <laughs> yeah. sometimes we need to be a little more forceful, no, right? That, like, that is true. Yep. Yeah. I think like cattle prod. Yeah. Okay. 
cool. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, it does, like, there can be a, like, a, a more negative connotation, but I think just taser there them to it. are times when we need to be pushed yes. out of our yeah. laziness. Or There's a reason it's called or, a comfort zone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, pray for one another. That's a good one, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then confess to one another is another Ooh. one where it's like, and it comes down to the the pride thing too, where it's like you have to admit when you are wrong. And I think as parents, that it definitely starts with us, right? When when we've reacted poorly to something, I think it's important to go and yeah. apologize and be like, hey, you know, that wasn't a good, that wasn't the right way to respond to that situation. Not excuse it, not be like, oh, I was tired or like, yeah. I'm sorry, but you did this or like, but just it's like, hey, I, I didn't I didn't handle that well. I'm sorry. I think that's one of the things I learned really quick as a parent because our daughter would call me out. She would, if I called her out on something, she would just call me right back. She's like, you did it first or whatever. And so I had to admit and ask for forgiveness a lot. She was, she was feisty when she was younger. Yeah. And I think she probably picked that up naturally from us probably right like because yeah. i i have the tendency too to like push back if i'm called out or you know it's like have the tendency to be like well that's it's never my fault it's no. always someone else that you did this first yeah, yeah. the woman gave me the apple <laughs> the fruit yeah that one came up this week too didn't it, yes, it did. <laughs> someone said something and then yeah it was like an immediate excuse it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> the woman yeah. you gave me yeah. yeah so there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of um, one another's in scripture that we're called to and we don't do them perfectly or anywhere near perfectly. Not even close. Yeah. And so that's where like, the confess to one another is, is so important because we're going to fail to serve each other. We're going to fail to love each other. We're going to fail to be patient with each other. Definitely. All before 9am. And some days probably. Yeah. So if they're sleeping till nine, then like, we might it's a little easier. Patience is a little easier. Um, yeah, but I mean, we're reminded then as well of, of God's grace and his forgiveness. And we can't do all these perfectly, but Jesus did. And we now get his righteousness and don't have to rely on our own filthy rags righteousness. So, uh, and that's a good, good reminder too, when we have to confess to our kids of reminding them of that truth too. So. So yeah, anything else you want to add to uh, this part of our vision statement for our family? I don't think so. I I like this. I'm thankful that it really worked out to do the love Jesus, love people, help people love Jesus. Totally not intentionally, but it fell in there very yeah, nicely. Yeah, it fits, fits really well. I think we can go on to our question. Sure. And the question that I had was what are some ways that your kids do slash you give your kids opportunities to serve others and i would honestly be curious to hear from people like what what are these opportunities you give them and i think this is a question you can ask other people in your lives yeah and see what they do and maybe it will spur you on to do something or cattle prod you into good works yeah cattle prod yeah, and that can be like, you know, within your family, how you 
mm-hmm. how you um, serve each other, and yeah. it could be it could be within a, the church context how you serve your church. It could be yeah. you know at your school, at your workplace, or in the greater in the, community. In the community, yeah. Yep. Anyway, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, good thing to think about of um, how we can serve others. Well, I think that's it for us for today. Yep. So thanks for joining us again and uh, have a good week. Bye.